Great. So like Justin said, we're going to be continuing our series in Luke. I'm really happy and excited to be here. Uh, I love when I get to come to Brooklyn and spend time with you all. Um, so quick question. Uh, has anybody here ever had some sort of like skin condition? Like temporary, I got a couple hands. I'm going to be honest, I didn't think anybody was going to raise their hands for that. I thought it was going to be rhetorical, but y'all brought the realness today, and I appreciate you for it. <laughs> um, in 2019, uh, on Father's Day, I will never forget this. Uh, this is one of Justin's favorite stories. Um, I got hand, foot, and mouth disease. Sounds like some of y'all know what this is. I did not. If you don't know, hand, foot, and mouth disease is a virus uh, that affects like 90% toddlers. Uh, and I was somehow lucky enough to be the adult uh, who got hand, foot, and mouth disease. And so what had happened was they needed somebody to fill in for nursery uh, on Father's Day. And so me, being the wonderful father and servant that I am, said, I'll do nursery with the kids. One of them kids had hand, foot, and mouth disease, uh, and I got it. It was a terrible experience. Uh, what happened was, first, I got these little bumps on my hand, and I said, that's weird. Uh, I thought maybe it was like eczema or something like that. I'd be washing my hands a lot, even before the pandemic. Sometimes my, my hands skin a little sketchy, so I didn't pay too much mind to it. I showed it to a friend who ran a nursery, and she was like, that's hand, foot, and mouth disease. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. Um, it progressed more and more uh, to the point that my hands and feet were covered in these bumps. They itched like, like crazy, nonstop. But anytime they touched anything, it felt like they were on fire, right? I couldn't walk right. I couldn't hold anything. Uh, I was miserable. It's also very contagious. So I was quarantined in my room uh, for like three weeks. Uh, it was an absolutely terrible experience. On top of the, the hand and feet sores, you also get mouth sores. Um, and then on top of that, it feels like you have the flu. It was genuinely, what a wild disease that toddlers deal with. Uh, absolute worst thing that I've ever experienced in my life, right? It was alienating. I had to spend three weeks alone. Like, I couldn't touch my kids uh, because they were the most, like, susceptible to it. Um, anything I did touch, I had to, like, clean with Clorox wipes to make sure that nobody else in the house was going to get sick. Uh, it was depressing. I was just alone in my room. We had also just moved. So I didn't even have a, I was on a mattress on the floor. We didn't even have time to build the bed yet. Uh, so I was alone on a mattress on the floor in my room for three weeks. It was frustrating. I felt helpless. There was nothing I could do about it. By the time the doctor that I went to in the beginning figured out what it was, it was already going away. <laughs> so they called and were like, hey, you have hand, foot, and mouth disease. I was like, thank, I figured it out. I Googled it. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks for your service. Uh, but it was truly a terrible experience. Having something, uh, uh, being sick with like the flu uh, is one thing, right? That's, that's a rough experience and can be terrible. But when you have like it on your, like when you can see it, when you can see the virus, it, it feels worse. It feels bad. You're scared of, of who you can touch, of what you can touch, of what you can do. And everybody else is scared to touch you too. And today we're going to talk about a man who was in uh, uh, a similar but far worse situation. 
Uh, in our series in Luke, we're going to be reading about when Jesus healed the man with leprosy. And so let's read uh, from Luke 5, 12 through 16. In one of the villages, Jesus met a man with an advanced case of leprosy. When the man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground, begging to be healed. Lord, he said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus instructed him not to tell anyone what had happened. He said, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. But despite Jesus' instructions, the report of his power spread even faster, and vast crowds came to hear him preach and be healed of their diseases. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the richness that's found in your scriptures. We ask that you would open our hearts to receive your word well, that your word today would be seed planted that would yield a harvest for the glory of your name. In your son Jesus' name we pray, amen. And so the first thing for us to look at, for us to, to talk about in this scripture today, our first point is that Jesus is not afraid of your mess, right? Leprosy was a terrifying disease, uh, and the only defense against it was quarantine, right? Leprosy at that time was a, a blanket phrase. It was a blanket statement used to cover a bunch of different types of skin conditions, of, of visible ailments on your skin, and the only thing that could be done was to quarantine, was to put the lepers away, get them away from everybody else because nobody really understood what it was. They didn't know how to treat it. They didn't know how it spread. They didn't know how to protect against it. So the best thing that they could do was to send them far away, right? It's the same approach that we took with COVID, right? You get COVID or you get exposed and we're supposed to quarantine, get away from everybody because it spreads easily. Nobody else wants to get sick. And the safest thing you could do is go to be alone. Now, at this point, I'm going to guess that everybody in this room has had to quarantine for some amount of time at some point in the last two, two and a half years, right? That's like a pretty common experience. If you haven't, then go play the lotto. God bless you. Uh, <laughs> Or let me know what type of supplements you're taking for your immune system, uh, because that's very impressive, right? But if you did have to quarantine, right? In the beginning, it was like 14 days. That was a tough quarantine. You had to be sitting alone with no contact with anybody. You couldn't go to the store to do groceries. You couldn't go uh, take a walk. You couldn't do anything but sit alone in your room. If you lived with people, they said to not even see the people that you lived with. And so within your house, you had to also be quarantined to a corner. It's very difficult to be quarantined because you're alone. Quarantining for leprosy was much, much worse because it wasn't temporary. If you got COVID, you could count down the days when I'm not gonna be contagious anymore and I can, I can step back into the world. But if you had leprosy, there was no hope for you. 
you went to live in a colony of lepers outside the city. And the only people you were allowed to communicate with, to have community with, to eat dinners with, to be close to, were other people with leprosy. It was an extremely alienating disease. In fact, the law was that lepers had to make themselves look as ugly as possible. They had to wear torn and ripped, tattered clothing. And they weren't allowed to comb their hair. They had to leave their hair long and let it get knotty and matted so that if somebody happened to be around you, they could spot you from down the block and say, that's a leper. Let me go the other way. Let me make sure that I don't come into contact and and am accidentally uh, contaminated by them. If you were a leper, when you did move around, you had to walk verbally saying the words unclean, unclean, unclean. That was the only way you were allowed to move around was by announcing to everybody that might be around you that you were unclean so that everybody had enough notice and enough warning to get away. This is how serious leprosy was. If a leper entered your home, your whole house was considered contaminated. If a leper was standing under a tree and then you later on walked under that tree, you were considered contaminated because a leper happened to be under the same tree. This is how serious the ancient world took leprosy. It was a serious disease and and the only solution was to keep everybody as far away as possible. You were like the living dead. You were treated no different than a corpse. You were unclean. You weren't meant to be handled. You were meant to be put as far away from everybody else as possible. And there was no question about your status in society. You were an outcast. You were a pariah. You were unfit for community. You were unfit for society. This was the lot of the leper. And anyone who would happen to encounter a leper would recoil. You would move away. You would cross the street. You would go in the other direction. You weren't going to take your chances by coming close to somebody who had leprosy because you didn't want to be contaminated. Right? Lepers were like that person who sneezed in the grocery store. Don't sneeze around me in a grocery store. I will put down whatever I was getting in that aisle and go to the other side of the store and shop for something completely different, whether it's on my list or not. I'm going to give the area time to air out. Let, the, let the, the respiratory droplets, you know, fall to the ground. Right? Lepers were like, uh, if you've ever walked into a subway car that had a homeless person sleeping in it, Right? The first instinct is, is what? It's to jump right back out. Wait for the next train. Maybe you stay on it, but you're going all the way to the other side, to the furthest possible seat. You might walk through the cars to, to get out of it, right? This is, the, is, is how lepers were approached in the ancient world. You weren't going to take your chances. You weren't going to roll the dice. You weren't going to gamble with this. There was a lot on the line for everybody. Because if you got sick with leprosy, the only path for you now was to go join that leper's colony and be out of the city and be alienated from everybody. What's interesting 
is even the language that the leper uses, the language around leprosy. Any other disease had to be healed. Any other disease, people would go to Jesus and say, can you heal me? Can you heal my son? Can you heal my servant? Can you heal my daughter? But look at the, the, the language around leprosy. It had to be cleansed. It said, Lord, if you are willing, you can heal me. You can make me clean. I'm dirty. I'm not just sick. I'm dirty. And so this is the context. This is the person who is coming to Jesus. He's desperate. He has no hope for a good life, no hope for any kind of normalcy. He's lived alone for as long as he had leprosy. And we don't know exactly how long that was, but it says that he had an advanced case. He was covered in it. And so he takes a huge chance going to Jesus because he's not even supposed to be around people. But he's desperate. And he throws himself on his face before Jesus. And it says he begs him to make him clean. And what does Jesus do? Jesus doesn't avoid him. Jesus doesn't move to the next subway car. Jesus doesn't try to not make eye contact and pretend he didn't see him. Jesus doesn't ignore him. He doesn't recoil. He doesn't run away. He doesn't say, hey, hey six feet, six feet. Jesus stands with him with no fear, with no shock. He's not grossed out. He's not disgusted. He stands with him with nothing but compassion and love for this man. Beloved, in your mess, in your uncleanness, at the feet of Jesus is the safest place that you can be. At the feet of Jesus is the best place that you can find yourself when you're in your mess. But so often we do the opposite, right? So often we look at the mess in our lives and we try to run away from Jesus. We try to create some distance from Jesus. Some part of us feels like he wants some distance from us. Have you ever said to yourself or heard it said, I just got some issues I need to work out right now. I'll be back to church later. I got some stuff going on that I need to clean up. I'll be back later. I just need to go handle this. What an opposite, backwards approach from what we see the leper taking here. If you've ever tried it, you know you can't clean yourself up. You know that's a futile effort. And even if you do clean this specific thing up, you got 10 messes waiting for you when you get back. It's never a done job. You're never fully clean to come before Jesus. We can never get to the place where we can stand before Jesus like, look, I'm fully clean now. I can be close to you now. I can come to you. Jesus sees all the unclean areas of your life, all the deceitfulness of your heart. He sees your sin and your guilt and your filth. 
He sees it more deeply than you do. But he's not afraid of it. But it doesn't push him away. He doesn't feel the need to quarantine from you for it. He doesn't yell, get back and don't come near me. He approaches us with compassion. We can always throw ourselves at the feet of Jesus, no matter what our life looks like at that moment. And that brings us to our second point, which sounds similar, but is a distinct point. And that's this. Jesus not only isn't afraid of your mess, but Jesus is close to it. Luke tells us that Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. This is likely the first time that this leper had been touched by anybody who wasn't also a leper in years. But Jesus is close enough to reach out and touch him. Now, my love language is physical touch. God forbid my wife doesn't hug me within the appropriate amount of time. I'll be all messed up, be in my head like, what happened? What did I do? What's wrong? Is she mad? And that, time, that, that, that amount of time could be like six minutes sometimes. Like, it just depends where I'm at on that day. <laughs> but think about the psychology of not having any human physical touch for years and years and years. Think about how impactful it was that Jesus chose to touch him, that Jesus was willing to stand close enough to him to reach out and physically touch him. Jesus didn't wait to heal him and then touch him. Because he could have. Jesus wasn't concerned about being made unclean by him, himself. Right? In a role reversal, instead of the leper making Jesus unclean, which is what would have happened to anybody who touched a leper, they would have been made unclean. Instead of the leper making Jesus unclean, Jesus makes the man with leprosy clean. The opposite happens from what everybody expects. Church, Jesus is not going to be defiled by your sin. The church is not going to be made dirty because of your sin. But any sin, any uncleanness, any filthiness that's brought to the feet of Jesus doesn't have a chance to survive. Anytime you bring it to Jesus, it's not going to mess Jesus up. It's going to mess the filth up. It's going to mess the sin up. It's going to mess the unclean things up in your life. How backwards we've gotten it, that we feel like somehow my sin and my mess is going to diminish the church. No, beloved, the church is the place where your sin and your mess can't stand for long because in the presence of Jesus, in the holiness of Jesus, no sin and no unclean thing can stand. Jesus sticks close to us, even in our messiness. 
Even in our darkness, the psalmist says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Jesus isn't afraid of the dark and messy and scary and dangerous parts of your life. And so Jesus was standing physically close to him, but there's something else at play here. Because while Jesus was physically close to the leper, the the perceived distance, the social distance between them couldn't have been further. This was a leper, an outcast, an unclean person next to a rabbi, a teacher of the law, a healer, somebody who was close to God. The distance between them was massive. The bridge between them could not, the the, the gap between them could not be bridged. But this is the beauty of Jesus, that his outstretched arm is so long. It reaches to the farthest corners of the earth. It reaches to the farthest corners of your heart. There is no place you can be that is out of the reach of Jesus. There is no place you can go that is too far for him to stretch out his hand and touch you. Man, that's good. That is such a good truth. It doesn't matter who you are. And it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how unclean you think that you are. Jesus is not afraid of your mess, and he's close to it. He's close enough to reach out and touch it. He ate with tax collectors. He was called a friend of sinners. He came to call the sinners and not the righteous. He came to heal the sick and not the ones who were well. So, beloved, there's no reason to hide your sickness. There's no reason to try to keep your sickness away from Jesus, away from his body. It's exactly the reason he came. Your sickness, your filth, your uncleanness is exactly the reason he's here. Don't buy into the lie that you've got to keep it away until you can clean it up. Jesus is here to heal you and make you clean. That brings us to our third and final point today. And it's a simple one, but it's worth stating and remembering. And it's this, Jesus is willing to make you clean. Isn't it interesting that the man with leprosy, the man that that was asking for the healing from Jesus, didn't doubt Jesus's ability to heal him? He didn't say, Lord, if you can heal me, please do. He said, if you are willing, he was sure that Jesus could do it. He wasn't sure that Jesus would do it. He wasn't sure that Jesus was willing to do it. He was unclean. Society professed him to be unclean. He professed himself to be unclean. Jesus, are you willing to cleanse somebody so unclean? 
so filthy, so messed up? Am I too far gone for your healing? Am I too alienated for your hand to reach me? It echoes what we heard Peter say last week, Lord, get away from me. I am unclean. Can anybody relate? Has anybody ever looked at their lives? Said, Jesus, it's not even worth it. Jesus, this is too far gone. I know you can, but I don't know if you will anymore. I've messed up too many times. The depth of my sin is way too deep. I'm repulsed by my own self. Why would you touch me? But how does Jesus reply? He says, I am willing, be clean. What a simple and beautiful response from Jesus. Jesus, if you're willing, Jesus says, I'm, of course I'm willing. Yes, I'm willing. And in one touch, he cleanses the man's leprosy. And in one touch, the man is reconnected to society and community. He can now perform the ritual cleansing, which Jesus directs him to do, and he can rejoin the city. He's not an outcast any longer. He's not unclean any longer. He's not a pariah any longer. He gets to come back into society, into community. Jesus didn't only heal his skin condition. Jesus healed all of him. Jesus fixed all of his life in one touch. Jesus is willing to cleanse you. It's exactly why he came. And it's not because you're worthy. And it's not because you deserve it. See, the truth is the man with leprosy was unclean. That was, that was the fact of the matter. He was unclean. We are unclean to the core of who we are. We're much more unclean than we even know and we even realize. But none of that matters because Jesus is willing to heal. Jesus is willing to make us clean. Beloved, as I look at this miracle, as I read this story, this healing, I can't help but to see myself. I can't help but to see the church, our church, but also the church. I don't have a skin condition, but I've got leprosy of the heart. I sin, I fall short, my heart is deceitfully wicked. I love things more than I love God. I don't love my neighbor as myself. I see my sin and my mess and my filth. There are parts of me, things inside of me that I absolutely loathe, that I hate, that disgust me. And I call myself unclean, unclean. And as I walk throughout my days, I say, I'm unclean, I'm unclean. I carry this proclamation with me. I'm not worthy of community. I'm not worthy of Jesus. I'm far from him. I'm too far for him to touch me.
But as we close and the band makes their way back up, just like the man with leprosy, we can approach Jesus. And we don't have to ask if he's willing because he's already answered the question. He already showed us that he was willing. When he was hung on the cross, arms outstretched, his arms reached the furthest and darkest parts of humanity, of the world, of creation. And he said he is willing to make us clean. We can throw ourselves at the feet of Jesus knowing he's willing to cleanse us. And his cleansing is deep. He cleanses our souls. He makes us right before God. And we no longer have to walk around yelling, unclean, unclean, unclean. He has made us clean once and for all by his blood. Bow your heads in prayer with me. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that just like you were willing to stand near to the leper and touch him and make us clean and make him clean, you're willing to do the same for us. At your feet is the best place that we can find ourselves in the midst of our mess, in the midst of our filth, in the midst of our sin and uncleanness. Jesus, we thank you that you are willing to make us clean. We thank you that you have made us clean. We stand only on the washing of your blood that makes us white as snow. Help us to believe this. Help us to hold this. Help us to walk in the, in the, clean, in the cleanliness that you have given us. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.